Welcome to Chosie, number one teaching podcast for teachers who teach and are staying positive about it. I'm your kindergarten teacher, Mike. And I'm Amanda, your middle school ELA teacher. How's work? Oh, wow. Work, um, I there hasn't been a better week, I think, in the history of everything. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is sarcasm. Is the podcast. I oh, know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good night. Um... Yeah, wow. It's it's been uh, it's been pretty intense. Um, both both in in the classroom and, and out of the classroom, um, with the the Black Lives Matter movement kind of starting. What did it really like kick off one week ago? It kicked Was off it? on the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth. Yeah, wow. It feels like I don't know. Do you feel like this has been been a long week? It, it feels like the days have been longer to me. God, yes. Every day when I wake up, I'm like, it feels like it's Friday. Why is it not Friday yet? <laughs> yeah. It's I think so the world long. needs it to be Friday. Yeah. It's so damn long. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's been a, it's been a definitely like a, an educational week for myself. Um, I guess just to name it up front, I'm, you know, a white guy. So I've, you know, never really seen known privilege in my life. I've never really experienced what it's like to have privilege. Um, JK, that's obviously like my middle name is privileged pretty much. I'm a white dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, yeah, it's it's been very educational for myself, but also, um, obviously, as uh, if listeners don't know what my class is predominantly black. Um, and that being said, there are kindergartners, and the big question I've had for myself and and my really every kindergarten teacher I've been talking to this week is how do we go about talking about this and, and showing support and love for our kids while still um, making it age appropriate, making it accessible to them um, and kind of making sure that the parents are on board with it as well, obviously, because that's such a, an important part. Um, yeah. So that's the question, Amanda, you have to solve that for me. Uh, I'm not going to do any, <laughs> do any work here. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I mean, we, it is nice. We get the two different perspectives here. Um, you know, you're, you're middle school and I'm, I'm kindergarten and it's, it's been really tough. And, and the last thing, you know, I want to do is, is kind of be silent about it to the kids and, and be silent about it to the parents. Um, and I don't want to put the, the onus on like the parents to come and kind of step in and like have to educate, uh, you know, my classroom or anything. Um, or, or maybe some parents don't even want to talk to their kids about it. I don't know. Have you have any kids in the classroom, like any parents express their concerns like, hey, we we don't. Well, how has it been for you in the classroom? Sorry, I kind of jumped no, into it. No, no, that's OK. Um, That's a valid concern. I'm still trying to figure out, like, how to do it with my own children, like at home. Yeah, because. I mean, we have I mean, my experience is different, right, because I'm I am Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican. And my daughters are half Puerto Rican and half Dominican, and their dad is black. Yeah. Um, um, he's Dominican black. So, okay, I don't even know where to start here. We, <laughs> we, okay, I have had to have, I've had so many fantastic conversations because of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, that I wanted to have many, many times, and that, you know, people just weren't open to. It wasn't like, you know, it just wasn't the time wasn't right to have these conversations and now yeah. we can have them and they're so great. So, um, we have, that's amazing. 
I had to, I spoke to some of my coworkers yesterday and I was, um, we have a curfew now, like we have to be all, all in the house by eight o'clock in the US. Yes. And um, um, my husband, Lionel, was outside after eight o'clock and I was legitimately terrified for him because You're if you worried. see, yeah. yeah, if you see him, he's, he is black, right? And yeah. um, so I was on a work call because our work calls are going like way long now. Um, and I was on a work call at that time and I was saying, you know, guys, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to let you go. I have to call him. I got to figure out if he's okay because, you know, whatever. And right. one of my white coworkers was actually two of them were like laughing and they were like, he's not black, Amanda. Really? Yeah. And I was like, have they seen, have they met one? So I sent them a picture and I was like, Why? <laughs> and they were like, no, but he's, he's Spanish. And I was like, uh... all right, let's have this conversation. Yeah. So there's a difference between ethnicity and race, right? Yes. And ethnically, yes, he is Dominican. He's Spanish. He speaks Spanish. He has that culture. However, racially, he is black. Yeah. He's not. He's a black guy. And Hispanics, especially, and I'm gonna speak for my people, like Caribbean Hispanics, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans. We are African. We are African, and people don't know yeah. this. And we, and even the ones, the, the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans and the Cubans who, who do know this, don't like to acknowledge it because of racism. Oh. So they'll say things like, oh, we need to purify the race. Or Jeez. don't get with somebody who has black hair, uh, uh, bad hair, bad, in quotes, hair. Meaning right. like pinky or coily hair. And there is not a Caribbean Latinx person that I have met who has not heard something like that from their family it is oh. it is like yeah it's so like widespread like even my husband and I don't listen I'm saying this because it's the truth like not to throw anybody under the bus but like even my husband's mom I mean, he is black he has a round nose he has brown eyes he has big lips yet he, he is dark skin he has mm. pink hair and his mom used to tell him to pinch his nose growing up to make it more fine. Oh, jeez. Because she didn't like, you know, they yeah, frowned upon to associate with our roots, which are African. So, um, yeah, so there were the Spaniards, clearly the Spaniards came to the islands and uh, colonized the islands, but there were Taino Indians living there. And when they came mm-hmm. to the island, they brought African slaves with them. So the mix of the African slaves and the Taino Indians and the Spanish colonizers is what makes us Hispanics from the Caribbean. That's what makes us. We have all of it. And the African culture is African. Everything is all over the culture. The, The influence is everywhere in the culture. But we because of systemic racism and colorism, we always try to distance ourselves from the African side. And so I had to have, and thankfully I was able to have lots of these conversations with people. Even one of Lionel's cousins came over. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, he was saying that um, he really, that he feels like Blacks and Mexicans, when they, um, they engage in like illegal activities and they, and they kill each other, they do it in a barbaric way, and that white people hmm. kill people in a classy way. Wow. You can't make it up. Like he literally, like, wow. no, 
they yeah. know how to they know how to do it. It's that the blacks and the Mexicans they don't know how to do it. They're just so low class and he was, he was telling this to you? Yeah. It's just oh, self-hate. Wow. There's so much self-hate. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so we were able to to have those conversations. My co-workers are predominantly Hispanic, light-skinned Hispanic. Okay. Um there are no Afro-Latinos in my in my in my building. Um they're all light-skinned Hispanics and I was sending them some stuff, you know, about taking this time to recognize our biases and to realize, because they have said things like that. They have said like, no, I don't want my kids with like black people or like, no, you know, you, that's bad hair. She has bad hair or, you know? Yeah. So I sent them some things like, listen, we need to address this. We cannot be this way. This is racist. This you're not light skinned because you're purely white. You're light skinned because your ancestors were killed and enslaved and by white colonizers. That's why yeah. you're white. Like you, please understand this. And none of them responded to me. Really? Yeah. So that's been weird. Hmm. Um, I showed my daughter, the older one, the thirteen year old. I showed her um, the Ava, Duven- Ava Duvernay um, documentary Thirteenth. Thir- oh yes, yeah. How was that? Did, did you? Did it you was, like it or? Yeah. It was great. It was great. It yeah. was such, um, such a learning experience for her. Um, and, it, and I showed it to her right before she got in, uh, went onto a Zoom class. And mm. one, of her, um, one of her peers, who is white, was saying that there's no such thing as white privilege. Oh. And he was like, we, he's saying on the Zoom, we oh, no. give black people so many chances oh god oh my god yeah and then he started to say and there's a child in that class who is from china like came from china this year Mm. and goes to the school and he was saying oh the only reason why we have to deal with coronavirus is because the chinese people eat weird stuff and oh my god it's like fox news in person yes yes so um so that was a big, like, she got really upset about that. Um, yeah. Especially after we just finished watching the documentary and, you know, we talk a lot about it and she understands what's going on. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, it, took, it even took a while for my husband to understand that his race is black. Like, because in, in DR, like, they don't say, they don't say that. They say I'm Dominican. And oh, black right. Is, yeah, black is associated with a whole different culture. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, but they don't they don't make the distinction like, yes, you are Dominican. Yes, nobody's taking your culture from you. Nobody's saying right. that you are Af- African-American culture. We're saying yeah. that your race, the color of your skin is black. So, yeah, that, that's <clears throat> and they can coexist. Right. And um, no, but for the baby, the little one, um, I'm, I just like started to look into some books to get her. Like she has a lot of books um, by and about Hispanics. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to get her some. I want to get her the book I Am Enough. Have you heard of oh, it? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, man. Where did I hear about that? Maybe you you probably have told me about it, actually. I don't know. I don't remember. But I, I do want to get her that. And um, Sesame Street is really good. You know? Yeah, I saw they're doing um, a big special on CNN yes. uh, about racism, uh, yes. which I'm going to tell my parents about tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Sesame yeah. Street is great. 
Yeah, we're going to do that. It's hard that it sucks that we even have to have these conversations with the little ones, you know? It's tough. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's, I, I think it's easy to, to shy away and say, like, oh, they're so little. But I, I think, I guess, it, I don't know. I keep reading all these things saying it's it, it's absolutely necessary and kids, you know, acknowledge race or recognize race as early as six months. Um, yeah. And, and it does, it, it's, I mean, the school I'm at right now, the charter school I'm at, like, it sucks that there's really no, I mean, there is history in the curriculum, but it's like, I mean, you, you taught it. It's like uh, the Iroquois and you're learning about Native Americans, yeah. you're learning about like Ellis Island, which is great, but like not much about their culture and like their where their parents are from and we have days celebrating that but um like you know the whole curriculum is just like math 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 and reading and the reading isn't you know it's it's not like the kindergarten read alouds are always about um race or color they usually do are predominantly featuring like black kids which is great yeah. Um, and it's stories from like their neighborhood, which is amazing, but there's just not a lot of time like baked into the curriculum for it, um, right. which is something I would love to see change going into next year. And I'm going to try and make a case for because my school is scheduling next week um, a talk about like what's, you know, everything that's going on. Um, and they're like, you know, come prepared. Be sure like everyone's got to say something. So I, I'd, I'm i going to try and make a case for this like actually changing what's going on next year um for the better because i feel like otherwise you know it could be just like empty talk to say you, know, you support this when i was there i um i i i taught the second graders about racism and what happened in the past and something yeah right i remember they were they were shocked they really did not know yeah, know, what it meant to be black in America. Um, yeah, because if you think about it, like when you're on your own bubble, you don't really understand what you're missing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, if you live, you grow up, if you're black and you grow up in a black neighborhood and you go to black schools and you're in second grade, you really don't know what you're missing. Yeah, you I know? think it's it's it is largely segregated still too. I mean, like, for the most part, there's very few white kids in our school or, or you know, in, in the neighborhood right. um, I teach in. And and growing up where I went to school, it was largely white. I think maybe I spoke to like maybe two or three black kids in my high school. It was, you know, very segregated still because the neighborhood yeah, was. Right. Just like my school is, I think there's one girl from Guyana and everybody else is Hispanic. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a bubble and it's hard to break out of it. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to understand, like, um, the other other people's point of view and perspective on things if you live in a bubble like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. speaking for the Hispanics. Like, if the Hispanics, um, and let me let's be clear, like, Hispanics deal with racism too. Oh we yeah, racism. We deal with being like put down and not treated fairly, and and people thinking that we're less than. I have stories for days about that however we do if we are white passing we do benefit from a level of privilege that other people do not right like i know that for sure like in my lifetime i have been followed around the store but i've never no one has ever i've also experienced like 
police and authority and other people like treating me like they're like I'm not um like I'm not dangerous. Like they're not afraid of Okay, me. like not a threat. Yeah. Not a threat. That's the word. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Do you know what I mean? So like we fall somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, but they, but if we and although we're going through all of that, it's not acceptable to go through all of that and not be able to see outside of ourselves, not be able to see like, you know, other people are dealing with this on, a, on an even bigger scale than we are. If they are, right. if they're not, if they're darker than, than us, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're in a bubble. Everybody like, you know, if everybody around you in your school and in your place of work and in your neighborhood, if everybody around you is the same, then there's no way that you can understand. And it also kind of yeah. like amplifies that voice in your head when you see somebody different, like, oh, my God, this is not OK. Oh, this yeah. This is different, you know? Yeah, it's almost um, I, I was reading this book about like um, uh, it was about culturally responsive teaching and, and it was talking about the brain and like. Uh, even going back to like reptiles and uh, you know like our, our our brain that has evolved from from you know apes and, and things like that if that's you know what you believe but um this book was talking about that and it was saying that like humans naturally your brain will you know that fight or flight instinct mm-hmm. um, it'll perceive threats like like at its base level as oh this thing is different from me um that yeah. goes back to like tribal instincts you know like like cavemen and 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 thinking back to like, okay, what what is going to protect me, and what's going to keep me safe, and what's going to be a threat to me, and it, it sees something different as like on a base level as a threat. Um, and obviously, you know, we've evolved and and have higher higher functions of our brains that are able to overlap that. But um, it's still, uh, you know, if you, if you're just exposed to like you said the same thing over and over again, you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna kind of like train that part of your brain or or, or develop it. Or like right. experience those things. Yeah. And realize like they're just everyone is literally everybody wants the same things. We're all people. Yes. Not, yeah. You know, nobody's a threat to you. It's not that serious. Yeah, well, it was um oh sorry. No, go ahead. Um I was just I I read this I was reading this thing that like you know it is a privilege in itself to have to educate yourself about racism and not experience it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, definitely very profound and such a huge privilege for myself. Um, but it's, it's I, I try to come at it from a place like when I'm talking to the kids about it who, you know, I try to like ask them, you know, how what's been going on or how, how have things been going lately to see if like they'll talk about anything. But they are all like as happy as you know, they're they're they're, they're so like, little. yeah, they're so little. They're not going to say anything. They're just like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm having fun. Um, and, and the parents, I, I was, you know, because we haven't really had, like, another thing that we've been doing at the school, unfortunately. Like, I know some schools have taken, like, a day or two off to just, like, deal with everything that's going on. Um, okay. Our school is not, and we were in the middle of, like, a math test, which for kindergarten means you have to, like, sit with each kid over uh, the computer, and they have to take a test with, like, a stylus, mm. which it's insane like they can't even do it off the bat because it's like with quarantine it's been nuts but um this on top of it 
I was thinking parents were going to be like upset, like saying, how could you do this? You know, we're trying to deal with all these things right now. Um, But no parents have really reached out or spoken to me about it. And if anything, they're just like business as usual. Um, So I was wondering about that. Is that for the, like, have any families reached out to you about it? They haven't. We, I'm I'm telling you, my school is acting like nothing's going on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I am literally the only person who has brought it up and no one. Really? Yeah. And when I, when I brought it up in the team meeting, um, I, I brought it up to the, to the whole school and no one said anything. And then I brought it up to, um, my, my team, just the middle school team. And, yeah. um, and it was just because I was worried about Lionel coming home and we were on a meeting in the middle of the night, basically. And I, and, yeah. You were talking about um, that. Yeah. That, that was the only response that I got. And it was, it was kind of like one of the teachers, when, when I explained to him that there's a difference between ethnicity and race, right. Um, mm-hmm. And we started to have that conversation. He was like, well, I don't, I don't see color. Um, mm. And I was like, okay, I understand what you, I understand the sentiment. I understand what you're trying to say. You're trying to say yeah. that it's all the same to you. Right. But we don't want to be invisible. Right. Right. We, we want to be seen. It just reminds me of yeah. this girl. I follow the, I follow booktubers, right? People who, who give book recommendations and stuff. Yeah. And there's one girl whose page I absolutely love. I love her page. But then I started to realize recently that she only talks about white European authors. That's oh. it. And for a while I was like, you know, is she, is she white as well? She's white, yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's kind of bothering me. But then I was like, you know, she can be whatever the fuck she wants, right? It's her personal channel. Sure. Like she doesn't yeah. ask people of color. Um, that's fine. But then she went on her Instagram and she asked for recommendations for female classics authors, right? Mm. And okay. Somebody gave her. Um, somebody wrote Toni Morrison. Oh yeah. And then I gave her one. A, a Spanish, a Spanish poet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she responded to me, and she was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And I never read, uh, I never heard of her. And then she responded to the person, the Toni Morrison person, and said, "Oh, I, I never, I never read any of her work." And I'm like, mm. "What?" Like, that's a, that's interesting. I, listen, I can understand the Hispanic lady because really, people don't understand that there are like there are fantastic. Indian writers and Asian, like, you know, people from oh, yeah. Japan and, like, whatever. People just don't... In America, it's black and white, really. That's what it is, right? Yeah. But if you if you are going to talk constantly about the great and classics, and you and never mention people of color, yeah, like, you're totally excluding them from the conversation as if yeah. they don't exist. That to me is what it feels like when people say I don't see color. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it, it seems like she's almost I don't know. I I think that was like uh what's the word subconsciously not even trying to find those different authors, those yeah, different and, point of views. Yes, and then she did a compilation like a photo where she took pictures of all of the authors that were recommended to her, and mm. she out mine and she left out Toni Morrison. No, are you kidding? Yeah, no, that's what she did. Oh, okay, that's starting to get weird. Right. So I was just like, I unfollowed clearly, like yeah. unsubscribed and everything. But how um, old is she? 
she's in college. She's like in her junior year of college. Okay. Um, hmm. but I just feel like when people say I don't see color, it's like no, man. Like the world is beautiful. Yeah. And yes. Like, yeah. Like, it's like if you are, let's say we are all flowers, and you are a rose. Do you say? Yeah. I- see any any other flowers we're just all flower i don't know appreciate yeah. the peonies and the tulips and yeah appreciate them appreciate the peonies like <laughs> they're gorgeous and they're beautiful yeah. and they have their own scents and they all come from different parts of the, like you know they all like blossom in different areas and like just it doesn't do to say like i don't i don't see you yeah or, I don't, variety I don't, is the spice of life yeah just see it and then acknowledge it and appreciate it and you know embrace it celebrate it learn about yeah. it just understand that it's all equal it's interesting because it, it lets you into their psyche where they see races inherently bad like this is something i shouldn't be bringing up because yeah. i don't want to see color it's bad i don't want to bring it up yeah and that's not it that is not it yeah yeah and that comes from just exposing yourself to different points i mean that's like that's books 101, you know, like that's why we read or one of the reasons you read for is to have this whole worldview in the palm of your hand that you'll never experience or never can experience. But maybe there's an aspect of it, some humanity in it that you can relate to and latch on to and start to see things from a certain point of view. Right. Right. And um, and also uh, reading makes you realize that everyone is the same. That we all yeah. want the same things. Like, if you can empathize, yeah. like, I was telling you, I was reading this book about. Um, I was just covering it, yeah. The curious dog of the, <clears throat> the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, right? Yes. About the little boy who was autistic. And the book is told from his point of view. And I've never understood autism the way that I did after I read that book. Because I could totally understand him just through the story, you know? And yeah. That's what, that's the point. Like, read to understand other people. Yes. You can't just read uh, to uplift yourself. Uh, yeah, if you're just seeking out the same thing over and over, it's like, it's like reading, it's like reading something you already know. Like, um, I think of that thing in 1984 when he yeah. reads, it's a little different, but he's reading that book. Like, the whole, the whole book he's searching for this book, this, like, guide, and he finally yeah. gets it, and it's like, oh, this is, I already knew all this. Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's, you know, that's a little different. But, um, oh man, what was I just trying to say? Eh, sorry, my brain farted. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Ask you what, um, have you, so I have some friends online because I've been posting, my lane is my, you know, the Latin. I can't speak to the black experience and yes. I can't speak to the white experience. I can also, I can only speak to like the Latin, the yeah. Latin. Really and that's either. unique. I'll be honest, man. That's like one of the, you know, that's a perspective I haven't seen from a lot of people. And it is, it is really refreshing and, and educational. Um, well, thanks. But I've had, yeah. I've had some people say to me, even like some of my African-American friends have been like, you taught me so much with these posts. I didn't know this. Like I didn't yeah. know any of this. And it's important to like, to uncover the racism everywhere. Right. Everywhere. It's not just white people. Um, but I wanted to ask you, was there anything that you, that came, because I know you've lived in New York forever. Um, yeah. And so, and New York is diverse and we are, we're, you know, we know 
big deal. Like we know about racism growing up here, but um, I wanted to know if there's anything that came up for you in this time, like in the last, in the, in this last the past week. week. Yeah. That has like surprised you or, or that, you know, that you didn't know before or anything like that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think just the way of my, my mindset have, uh, has always been like, especially teaching racism in the classroom is that like, I, I do enjoy talking about it with the scholars and, and we unfortunately really only limit it to like black history month is when we talk about like reading books about Martin Luther King Jr. And Rosa Parks and um, kind of celebrating that. And when we talk about it in the classroom, I try to not say, I, I will just for the most part, listen. Um, and that has always been my mentality going into these big conversations that we, we have them in the school we're having them pretty frequently now um but i've seen so many posts about how to be uh, an ally and yeah. how to really support um and uh, uh, the big educational thing is just learning about all these different um charities that i've been that you could donate to and just showing how to like like you have um, i'll say as a white dude you have like an immunity with the police and it's it's fucked up but it's true and like you i've seen videos of protesters with like you know they'll just putting your body in front of another uh a protester another black person who's lying on the ground and they just like shield them and just things you can do to to help de-escalate a situation with the cops and and it's it's been very i mean especially seeing all these videos of police brutality like not that i didn't think it was an issue already but just like man i don't know it's it's also just been very scary like going to these protests and seeing tear gas for the first time in my life like I'm, i've been to protests before at the the women's march and the like that we did one for gun violence especially being a teacher that was like a big one but these were largely like in in new york city these were largely like i felt almost like the silly city was celebrating these things because like there was a ton of people um yeah. and there was like you know roads blocked off but it was very much like it felt like the protesters, it wasn't really like, you know, no one was, um, the cops weren't obviously doing anything to what the level of what they're doing now. Right. Um, and, and going to the last couple of protests, the last few days, it feels like, wow, this is, you know, this could turn south any minute. Uh, the police could yeah. do something crazy at any minute. And I, my brain is always in like, I think this might come from being a teacher too, where I'm just imagining, unfortunately, these like terrible situations like, okay, what, like the kids are all in this classroom right now we're having lockdown drills. What if something terrible happens? What am I going to do? Where am I going to put my body? How am right. I going to block bullets? How am I going to block every anything? Um, yes. So I kind of have that mindset going into these things where it's thousands of people and I'm thinking like, okay, shit, what if something, something goes south here? How am I going to like position myself to not ha hurt, you know, so other people will get hurt or, or, you know, I'm there with, with my girlfriend too, how we stay safe. Um, it's just a completely different mindset. And then, I started to think, oh, my God, this is everyday life for a lot of people. And this is horrifying and terrible. Um, yeah. And that you don't need a protest or you don't need, you know, a, a looting to be happening or, you know, looting in quotes to be happening um, for the police to act this way and to, to unjustly be brutal. And uh, that has been largely educational for myself. We uh, honestly just like we did an activity where we just put our hands up for nine minutes and, you know, and uh said i can't breathe and i've never put my hands up before like it was pretty crazy and it was i felt stupid thinking it like oh my god but 
it, it was it was a crazy feeling and it made me feel very very ignorant for like i don't know it, it was it was pretty crazy but it's just like yeah this is largely run in the mill for a lot of people and it's it's fucked up and disgusting wow that sounds like it was powerful it's, for you it was yeah it was very powerful but yeah it's 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 tough to not like drown yourself in bad videos and I don't know. Have oh, you experienced? Oh. I feel like I just scroll Twitter all day and yes, I try to donate and sign things, but same. yeah, same, same. Um, and for the most part, the conversation is really great. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of uh, I mean, when you see the videos, it sucks, but there there are a yeah. lot of um of my friends who are coming forward and saying things that you know that they're learning and stuff that it's an it's inspirational. It's you know yeah. Um, but can you hear Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> I can. Um, but there are there are also Lionel's with her. He's just um, oh. putting sleep, and she doesn't want to go sleep. Um, <laughs> Classic but rebel. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but when you watch when you when you watch too much of it, like Lionel and I have both just been like, we'll stay up till like twelve one in the morning, just like oh, yeah. watching everything that's going on, and you really have to like detach sometimes and just you know yeah absolutely just mental health like yeah. and, and on top of quarantine and, and teaching remotely oh my god everything 2020 is the stupidest dude yeah it's insane it's legit like as soon as we hit january well i don't know when quarantine quarantine started in march i guess but oh january were, Kobe, wasn't it yeah then there were then i remember the the fires in australia which feel like five years ago Yep, and then and then we almost like started World War Three. <laughs> yes. And then fucking then it was Corona. And that was yeah, and then then Corona hit. Man, it's tough. Yeah. If there's any yeah. Oh, what's happening? What's gonna happen next month? And what's gonna happen next month? And it's like without fail, every fucking month something happens. Oh my god, yeah. I think mental yeah, just taking a break is that's that's such a huge you just gotta do it. I mean it's it's you gotta be like preparing yourself to that's what that's what i've been seeing a lot of people posting as well just like you know this can't be just a moment it has to be a continuing yeah. thing i'm legitimately worried about that i'm legitimately I worried that too. it's gonna die down and then shit is gonna go back to like you know business as usual where yeah. people oh you're always making it about race or oh it's always the black card or, right yeah not like this is this is such a beautiful moment i mean it's heartbreaking and horrible but it's also beautiful in the sense that people are listening people are yes yeah in a way that they 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 hadn't before yeah i think i i and again i i keep bringing up just things that i've read because i (laughs) my perspective isn't like too much to go on but i keep seeing people saying that like the world that we had in march is kind of like forever gone (laughs) you know um, especially with quarantine and what's going on right now with, with Black Lives Matter, which is kind of, I mean, it is kind of like melancholy. It's like, man, I just want to go back to teaching the kids in the classroom, you know, and yes, being able to go see a movie with my friends or just hang out with you guys. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, this, this on top of that, it is, it is a little like we're mourning almost, you know, like that time is gone. Um, yeah. But like you said, it could be a, a new, but that, that is one thing these, these protests have also kind of filled me with it. It is, it is a hope. And I will say these protests are like largely white people. And there's like, and 
it, for the most part, it's like a lot of white people. And then we we walked down uh, Bedford yesterday in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and you know, well, for miles, and there was like thousands of people. And for the most part, it, like everyone was so supportive. People were handing out snacks. People were like cheering on the side. Um, yeah. There was no. I mean, at that point, there was no police brutality. We kind of we we split right around when curfew started because. I thought stuff was going to go south then, but um, it for the most part it seemed like a, a you know like all these protests. I, every, every protest I've been to has been so peaceful. Like no one, I haven't seen anyone there trying to do anything bad or or, or make stuff go south. Um, yeah, and to see the community that's that's risen from this is, is largely very hopeful. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's been a lot of like um, silent, you know, the eight minutes and forty how many seconds? Uh, forty six seconds. Yeah. And, of like laying on the ground. Um, yes. Yeah. Nickelodeon. It's, it's yeah, I saw that. It it's just it's beautiful. It's actually it beautiful. Is, yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, our thing is turning things, spin, take, making it posy. I think that is a, a genuine positive thing you could take out of this. Yeah, people coming together, people being educated, people wanting to be educated and looking things yes. up. Yes. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's nice. It's good. It sucks, but yeah. it's good for purging. It's like you know, yes. things gotta get worse before they get better. That's true. Yeah. Um. Well, I uh, I don't know. Do you think that's a good place to end it? Yeah, I think. So. <laughs> I think so too. Um. Well, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Chia, uh, the number one teaching podcast for teachers to teach and are staying positive about it. Um. Needless to say, we fully support the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, I'll I'll probably throw in some places to donate. If I'm sure people who are, if you're listening to this, you've seen a million things to donate, but it can't hurt to add some more to the uh, to the links there. Um, if you ever need to uh, tell us ways you've been trying to introduce um, racial conversations in your class or any successful things you've been doing. Be sure to hit us up. Um, tell us your strategies, tips, whatever you've been using in the classroom. And as always, stay positive. Or else.